again, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Line Brawl podcast. Joining you as always is Chris, followed by my also host, who is uh, apparently better at hockey than me, but I don't know, the jury's still out on that. Jimmy G, all eyes on me, Gantis. Jimmy Hockey, baby. Best hands this side of Mississippi. You heard it here first. <laughs> Chris, we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, there's a... Uh, I, I don't... News. Some not some not positive news, I would say, for for the majority of the listeners on the show, and also half of the people who run the show as well. Montreal Canadiens, another pretty bad loss last night, four nothing against the Leafs, down three one in the series, and you know I don't I don't really know where Montreal goes from here at this point. Jimmy G. The... Can That's you help the kind us? of loss that just kills you, you know? It makes you feel like everything that Marc Bergevin has done is actually the wrong move. <laughs> and um, I think just a hot take right out of the bat. Not that hot. I think he gets fired at the end of, in about a week. I think no. We'll hear that he's fired. Really? You don't think he gets fired in general? I mean... What do you do? Because that's what I mean. It's like When I say it's like the, the Habs are a little directionless, I mean like... You know, this is a team that, you know, as much as we don't like to admit it, this is a team that is just straight up better than the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, they are. They're, they're. I mean, and what are you gonna do? You can't tank like the Leafs did, but there, are, there are little things you could have done, like drafting Brady to Chuck instead of Cuck and Yemi. Yeah, that like, was a miss. How, how much would that have helped? Having that big stupid meathead on our line just causing problems but instead we have Kakanyemi who scores one goal throws up the four who's just like what the fuck are you doing like <laughs> why are you why are you doing why do you have allegiance to the people on the bench like it creates division within the team to do that i don't even i don't even get what he was thinking there you gotta act like you've scored a goal before and doing some stupid bullshit like that isn't isn't acting like you've been there I think that's like so funny too because it really is just like what you're showing a four to the people in the in the press box. It's like those people are trying to take your job, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just being like, it's yeah, so... I bet wave a four all you want. They want to be where you are right now, and they'll do like, like whatever they can to get there. Like that stupid inside thing they had should have just stayed in between them. Um, so where do we start? Jeff Petrie's been awful. I'm here with Jeff. Did you hear that? I sure <laughs> did. Before before we keep going, it's yeah, <laughs> it's another thing that we can bond over as a uh, as Montreal as Montreal and Canucks fans respectively is that we both missed the Kachucks for a Finnish player that did not develop. You had Kakanyemi for Brady. We drafted Ali Ulevi one pick before Matthew Kachuk and the Flames picked him up, and uh, we've been paying for it ever since. That's a that's a good insight there chris that's true we both fucked up in that regard next time there's a fucking six foot four truck meat baby that's available that's gonna put his head in front of the net to stop a goal you draft him instead of kakanyemi kakanyemi was everyone knew he was a project and we're starting to see that it's not i mean it's early but i don't know i don't know about that one coffee looks good did you see the game see the game like we could go through 
because I've been through such a high. He was he was the really the lone bright spot the past. I mean, I know he never like produced, but you could, you know, there's like well, actually one person on that team who's making an effort. You know, he what was I mean? creating like, offense. Yeah, he was creating offense every time he was out there. I mean, fucking, where do I start with the players who played like shit? To Foley, <laughs> looked so slow, and he's just not doing Man. much out there. And he's he was our like top three best player this year. He had 28 goddamn goals. Who saw that yep. coming? Yep. Jeff Petrie has just been a turnover machine. Shea Weber is skating in mud, like when he decides to skate. Sometimes he just doesn't skate. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck, <laughs> he's by me. <laughs> Did you see? He played the the two on one with Mitch Marner. He just gave Mitch Marner a lane to the, just because he didn't feel like chasing him. Or, I don't know. Fuck, I'm upset. It's can um, you tell? It, yeah, no, I, I can tell. It's it's hard because I know um. Because one thing I think that we've seen that's been really, really fallen off the wagon a lot is, man, that that power play is hard to watch. Oh, that Canadian's work. power play is just... I mean, like, lack of production is an understatement for these guys, man. Like, like uh, it completely, like, reverses the momentum. Can we? Can it be football rules and we can <laughs> decline the penalty? Like, I honestly think we'd be better off. But we could go into the fact that the penalties being called are strange, man. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. Habs, Habs are awful, and they don't deserve... They didn't deserve to win any of the games they lost, probably. But, man, Sherratt's cross-check the other... Oh, the other very game. weird. Like, like, why are you calling things like that? And then they're missing blatant trips that are affecting the play, but you're calling that weird cross-check that there's 30 of them that happen a game? The refing has been strange, but I'm not using that as an excuse. Yeah, this has been happening all over the league, too. Like, I think there's been some pretty consistent complaints about the level of quality for the officiating. And I don't think this series is really of any exception, but... Yeah, I mean... I I liked how they did it before. Just don't call penalties either way. (laughs) That benefits Montreal, for sure. You know? And I mean, like you said, like, Toronto would still be able to probably produce pretty well five-on-five regardless. Because, I mean, they haven't been winning this series with their power play. You know? It's been just, like, five-on-five play. And just, like... You know what? I'll give credit where credit's due. Jack Campbell's been playing pretty well. He has been. It looks like we're we're shooting in the center of his crest every open (laughs) shot. Have you noticed that? Yeah. It's just like, I'm like, what? Pick a corner. Suzuki at least goes for the corners. Like, Suzuki's been good also, but literally everyone else, Gallagher, Gallagher's having a bit of a tough series. Well, you can tell that his thumb is not 100%. Not even close. He he doesn't look like he's 100%. Yeah. He did miss. He missed a lot of time and then came back to high-intensity hockey. Yeah. It's tough. He's going to have just, like, an exit interview where he's going to be like, yeah, I had, like, three torn ACLs and just, like, 11 just, you know. Like, you know, you know he's not playing full strength. And I know it's the playoffs and nobody is. But, I mean, with him, it's like you said, it's just that plus missing 21 games and then just needing to be ready to go for game one. Like, it's not happening, right? Like, I don't I don't care got- who you are. Yeah, we got scored on by Jason Spezza and Joe Thornton. <laughs> Joe Thornton scored on us, who is 41 years old. And then Galchenyuk had two assists and a goal. Like, can that anything hurts. sting? I was literally, like, I, I was watching with my girlfriend, and I'm like, honestly, I, and I, at the, about the 18-minute mark, I wasn't 
depressed anymore because 18 minutes of the third period, I was like, okay, I've accepted the loss. And I was explaining that to her. I was like, I'm just watching to see what happens. And Galchenyuk scored the empty netter. And I was like, mm. <laughs> that was the one thing I didn't want to see happen. That was the one thing that, dagger. that could make this worse. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think we're, I think we're fucked, and I think Bergevin gets fired after this. This is just a shot in the dark. I've always liked Gerard Gallant as a coach. He's French for all those fucking idiots that care about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, like Ducharme, uh, I think he's had time, but, yeah. If you want to elevate, yeah. elevate, he's not the guy that's going to take you to the next yeah. level. Yeah, imagine, like... He he's like calling calling guys out. They'd be like, "Who the fuck are you? You've been our coach for two months. You haven't done yeah. shit." Like, it just doesn't seem like he has the the credentials to really uh, influence this team very much. You know, Montreal should bring in Mike Babcock. Maybe some textbook old school bullying would help them. <laughs> yeah, honestly, he's like, "So uh, Gallagher, we all think you're a pussy. I got the team to write down <laughs> ten reasons why." Uh, reasons why your wife is a pig <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you know my thumb is broken i'm not unmotivated <laughs> it's like no write it down write them down now i was with caulfield i cornered him in a room because he's a scared young kid you know and uh, i told him <laughs> like, his coaching just tactics are insane sniffing every time it's like yeah i really played him into one just like a little bit you know but it was for the boys in general it was just about getting her going you know i didn't realize there'd be you know. any consequences <laughs> oh man oh god but uh, i will say again before we maybe move on to an even more surprising series like carrie price has looked pretty good even though he's been getting killed like man some of the Car- saves that he's been making have been he's been impressive he's been so. phenomenal he's been phenomenal yeah. it's really sad that we can't get goals for him that's, That's kind of the story of his yeah. whole career here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, story of the Montreal Canadiens, exactly, right? It's just like, they can't... What are you supposed to do if the other team scores four goals against... Because, like it or not, regardless of how well you think Jack Campbell is playing, like, Carey Price is still the best goalie in this series, right? Honestly, I don't, like... I've seen people saying that, like, Campbell's out-goaltending him. Like, just because the... Uh, the like he hasn't had to make big saves. Carey Price is making seen like the chances that the Leafs have dude, been getting. Like, they could be, it could be eight nothing like that game. I think we were talking about it earlier. It's like think about just like that save that uh, he made on Spezza. Like I think in game three, it just flies under the radar because of course you know he's going to get shelled for a bunch of goals afterwards, right? So it doesn't yeah, exactly. even matter. <sighs> what are you going to do? Um, who else has been bad? John Merrill actually hasn't been that bad. He's been as bad as I expect, which is still bad, but... Yeah, he's par for the course, but he's not ruining the series for anybody, right? That fucking power play. That's what it is. The power play is <laughs> It really is. Oh, boy. It is It is super hard to watch. And you know what? Credit to Toronto. I think their penalty kill is really good. I, I hate Mitch Marner, but I think he's a fantastic I penalty mean, killer. Man, he's everywhere, right? He's and everywhere, he's like... and he's got, he's got the stick... Like right at your stick, right before, like as soon as you touch the puck, he's they're they're really good at pressuring. Well, yeah, Montreal puck, never has play. any time to feel like they're setting the puck up, right? Like the moment that the the Toronto penalty kill sees like a puck hop over the stick, they're going right. They're charging every single time, and Montreal can't even keep the you know they can't cycle the puck like that, right? Like they're flustered. It looks like every time they're out there. 
I really like Caulfield on the power play, but I don't really like him on the point. Because he can't, he can't really shoot from back there. Like, I really like when the whole strategy was just, and I mean, it was predictable, but when the strategy was just, Weber takes as hard of a shot as he possibly can, what and then a rebound happens, and then a yeah. rebound happens. The thing is, he took about three of those last night, or yeah, last night, and every single one missed the net. So it's just like, he wasn't able to get anyone's through, but yeah, you could and- hear them. Power and this is them. what's another what's another thing that's like challenging, and I know that it's it's hard for you know who does a Montreal who do the Montreal Canadiens have that can you know play in front of the goalie? They have Corey Perry out on their first line power play, right? It's it's not good enough. Like it's you know yeah. what are they supposed to do? Corey Perry, Corey Perry has been and Bieksa said this on the on the in between intermissions he's not shooting enough he literally has had open looks and he's just like I did trying to pass he it to off pass it. he he's done that like three times this series and these are like open open looks that Corey perry is like known for that's his wheelhouse i mean when he was playing with like gets like he was shooting like all the time right and i know that like who he's playing with thing. at this point isn't gets but it's like if you still have these opportunities like shoot the puck you know Especially on Campbell, who hasn't... I mean, he's been great, but... I mean, he's been fine. He's been fine, right? Like, it's not like any... I like what he's doing. He hasn't made any colossal mistakes. But he's not... He hasn't been standing on his head. He hasn't been lights out, right? Like, it's really just a complete lack of generating quality chances. Yeah. Tatar had a nice hit on Marner, but he let oh, up a boy. bit. He, he could have really destroyed him. I wish I mean, he, sh- he should have done it. Think about how bad Thomas Tatar has been in this series, too, right? Like, he, he's been... He's actually not been, like, as bad as you... He's worse in the regular season than he was now. He's he's trying. I mean, fuck. Anyways, we don't need to talk about this. Habs are fucked. Um, <laughs> Bergevin's... I, I was always the biggest Bergevin supporter. I liked a lot of his moves. The Cuck and Yemi move, I knew it was the wrong move when he made it. I was like, you have a guaranteed Tachuk oh. brother here. Or you have a complete project that you know is a project in center. Like, I don't know. Well, okay, so let me say, was Columbus the second overall pick that, that year? year? Yeah. No, it was, um, Carolina was. They drafted Shvestnikov. Oh, great pick. Okay, yes, okay. Great no, pick, thank you. yeah. Wow, no, that so is that, a good pick. That year, was uh, it was a 1-2, Darlene Shvestnikov, and then yes. a huge drop-off. From like three to eleven, you were getting a similar player, and that's what um, Craig Button told me in person. I was drunk, I was hammered at the Stampede, and I ran up to him. I saw him. I was like, "Hey, hey, what do you think about Kukinyem?" He goes, "That's a great player. You're getting pretty much the same quality player from three to 11. I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> so oh, he was man. on. Anyways, yeah, he just like got it right away. <laughs> He's just like, "I'm in interview mode now." Yeah, yeah. A was. drunk man at the stampede. Yeah. I literally just like barged in. I think he was in the middle of a conversation with someone. But that's what it's all about, baby. I had to get my sources. Gotta get the fans what they want, you know? Yeah. Anyways, um, uh, you want to move on? Yes, let's switch gears to maybe something that's a little bit more fun for us to talk about. Just because, uh, you know, like we said, being both growing up in Calgary, the both of us, we both have a soft spot for our respective Flames. And in turn, have an equal bad spot for the Edmonton Oilers. Who, I mean, wow, got swept by the Jets. Four straight. Uh, Me and you both said uh, Jets, or sorry, Oilers in five. 
And that was a pretty like popular pick amongst the analysts, I think. Well, I mean, we you saw you saw Winnipeg walking into the playoffs, right? I mean, they look like garbage. I mean, I think there's a couple lessons to take away from the Oilers, and number one, it's just so disjointed. Like the past two games, they're in a two nothing hole, and so of course you right away think Tippett, which he did, put Drysaitel and McDavid on the same line. The only problem with this is, <laughs> what do you do? The obvious you, problem <laughs> when they're both on the bench, and your third and your second line is like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, which credit he's actually been doing pretty well, but like, you know, Kyler Yamamoto and like Alex Chieson, like. Uh, no, you these know. guys have not proven that they can like drive offense and drive any yeah be the the force in their lineup. Yeah, like you know, they haven't done their job in acquiring like pieces to put around Drysaddle and McDavid. Even though you could make a case that's the one two best player in the world right now. I mean, you they for sure have two top five NHL players. I think that's indisputable. God, you know, the amount of, and I won't say it, but. Bergevin would do a lot to have either one. <laughs> <laughs> Just say, I mean, geez, I mean, think about even even a useful player, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, would be on the Habs, right? So useful, like. Oh man, I'm trying to think about just, but it's just like they're you know, spoiled. This, this just shows a team that still doesn't have anything. It's the same thing. It's just so reliant. You know, in like that final game, Darnell Nurse played 60 minutes. No, I didn't know that. He played 60. He played the equivalent of a whole game. And I, uh, he was like forty minutes through through like the first overtime period. This guy's like, like the point is like that's what they're doing. They're just like relying on their players, and I know that everyone does that in these desperate situations. But like, and I mean, you know, I think just like top to bottom, it's just like you have McDavid and you have Drysaddle and you have Nugent Hopkins. They can't always be playing at like the best, best, best level. Like there has to be some secondary element, and it just completely failed. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they just can't seem to figure it out. I don't really, I don't really know what it is. I mean, they're they're kind of like the worst version of Toronto. Even like Toronto, has, at least has figured it out now. Like now that they got Nerd Boy running the show, uh, they don't have <laughs> they don't they don't have a bottom six. They barely have like a decor. It's just like Tyson Berry was great in the regular season. Like Darnell Nurse and on was, the power like, play, like oh, five like, on five. He's unless he's dishing it to. McDavid or Drysdale. I mean, his defensive, like his defensive qualities, aren't really on display ever. Yeah, and it's like, and then what, right? Like, and then when they're sitting on the bench, like, where do you go? What do you do, right? And it's the same thing with, like, for me. I mean, it just showed again. Like, they need a they need another goalie. Mike Smith isn't good enough. Like, this is. I mean, I don't know about you, but even as someone who doesn't like the Oilers. I got nervous watching him play the puck all the time. Like, this yeah. guy just, like, stay in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're 37, 38? Like, yeah. find a home. Find a home inside your crease and relax, stay man. Like, take a load off. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you know. I, I mean, I, like, I, it makes a big difference, like, the, the calming presence that, like, someone like Carey Price has. I mean, bad example because the Habs suck right now, but. <laughs> It, it it makes a difference like the the mentality of the goalie in there and oh, you can yeah. tell if smith is shaky it's not something you want to be playing in front cuz you know he can let anything in i mean that being said he didn't play terribly 
it, it wasn't like it was Mike Smith's fault. He's not the reason lost. they lost. Yeah, no, yeah. that's very true. And, and you know what? Some of it, maybe it's being hard. Like, I mean, that Nick Ehlers overtime goal in game three, I think. I mean, that is just, Ooh. you know, that's a great that's, shot. That's that's a tough one. That's the one that was, like, uh, right in front of the blue line, and he just sort of shot it through a player. Is that the one? No, that's Paul Stastny in game two. Game three was when they won okay. the face-off, and Nick Ehlers just... Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I, that's not Mike Smith's fault. I will that say one's not... Just, the Paul Stastny one was not very... Like, it was pretty savable. It was bad. I mean, you went through, like, two big screens. The point is, it's also, like, going back to the point where it's the opposite for the Winnipeg Jets. Because the Winnipeg Jets know at the same time when it affects you mentally, right, how good your goalie is. They're going into any game knowing that they have a better goalie than... I think like 28, 29 other NHL teams every yeah, game. I mean, like that must be a calming presence. When he's on, you can tell it gets in players' head that like, oh God, what do we have to do to beat this guy? Like he's literally, he's saving everything. You start to overthink shots. You miss the net because he's taking away all the angles. And oh my God, I'm, I'm excited. I really want them to beat uh, the Leafs, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think it'll be a pretty exciting game because you know at the same time, like... One of the things that Toronto's really gotten away with and sort of having not their defenses exploited is Montreal can't generate any quality scoring chances. And you know Winnipeg is not going to have that problem. Yeah, they... Man, they actually have so many more weapons than the Habs. Habs are so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you think about just like... Because again, Winnipeg falls under the radar. But you just like... You know, you know these players are good, but you look at them again and you're just kind of like... Guys like Nick Ehlers, he came back and has obviously been great. I mean, Kyle Connor, I know we've talked about this guy before... But just like goal scoring machine, every time I watch, he gets a goal. Like every time I watch a Winnipeg game, which is not often. But... Every time I feel like this guy, any season could be just like I can give you forty like goals. Like and, and then... PLD, PLD, my oh, man, man is a he's a leaf killer. What he did yeah. last year, he single handedly took over that series. Yeah, took him out. That's what I mean. And they have like some. I love like you know their offensive cap. I mean, I think Blake Wheeler's like an amazing captain. I think Mark Shifley's been great. Um, their decor, I mean, like, you know, they, it seems to be doing well enough. You know what I mean? Like, Josh Morrissey does pretty well in the power play for them. We've got, like, a decent amount of, like, secondary scoring. Like, their top nine is competable with Toronto pretty, like, pretty sustainably, I think. Especially with Tavares, though. You know oh, he's man. not coming back. Oh, we haven't even talked about that. Because... <laughs> We, we actually skipped over. We should have done more episodes in between because, like, the highs and lows I've been through <laughs> since we last recorded. Like, I was yeah. on top of the world after that first one. Tavares is out. RIP. Hope he's fine. But I was I was happy about that in terms of <laughs> winning a series. Man. But um, yeah. now I'm realizing that uh, we're not going to win. But he's still out for the definitely the playoffs, you'd have to think, right? He tore his MCL well, on that. That's what I mean. They're giving him two weeks for the knee, but at the same time, it's really all... This is what's so hard about concussions, though, is that, like, even with something as crazy as that, he could be out for ten days. He could be out for, like, two years, right? Like, you really have no idea what this type of injury is going to be like. I've noticed, I watch a lot of Leafs games, and I've noticed that he gets hit a lot more than he used to. This season mm-hmm. especially, he, he's getting, like, bulldozed. I think he's finally, like, he's lost a step. In his, in his old age, and he's not, like, usually where he's, like, 
would be able to be aware and dodge these hits and have be fast enough to dodge these hits. He's just doesn't have that anymore, and he's he's getting hit a lot. Well, I think he's also doing just like a bit of a role change, right? Like he still has like those leadership qualities that you need to have, but at the same time, he walked into Toronto knowing that he wasn't going to be the number one guy anymore, right? He walked away from the Islanders knowing that he was going to be that guy. Still, even I think at this point, like if he was in um, the Islanders still, like, you know, I think Beauvillier and Barzell are good players, but I don't think they would have, like, taken over necessarily. When you went to Toronto, you know that's, like, Austin Matthews' team, and you're playing, and you need to adjust your game accordingly, right? And so you kind of have to take a bit more hits. You're not always playing on the first power play unit as much. You're not always getting, like, the same chances that you are getting normally, and, you know... He did a good job, and I think like he he was he was playing so well. I think for the first initial point, and then yeah, man, just that was that was scary. Like, that was, that scary. was crazy, man. Yeah, what a shit. weird way to start out like such a historic like series. Yeah. It was just not the not the way anyone saw it. Okay, well, out. do you want to talk a little bit? Because I know one thing that we can talk about too is like, what do you th- just give your two cents on? It's like, what do you think? Did did Felino and Perry need to fight at all? What did you think about that? <laughs> that was the dumbest fight, but I get it. After in like in hindsight, now I get it, and it kind of did help everyone just sort of move on. It was like, See, okay, yeah, justice is... is served, even though it like didn't actually mean anything, and now we can all move on and play. Yeah, this is what I mean about it, right? Because a lot of people talk about like. Well, I don't even think it necessarily had anything to do with the code or anything like that. I think Felino no. and Perry were both just like, listen, man, this game could get really out of control if something tangible doesn't happen right now. You know, like yeah. this is a and game that could like result in brawls and other people getting hurt. And like, if we do this now, then it's like there that the transaction's completed. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you, you didn't know if like they don't have the cameras that the angles that we do i mean they have the ipads but they don't know if if it was done on purpose or not so you you don't know yeah but obviously it wasn't now now that everyone's seen all the angles but yeah it's just a weird fight i mean perry literally like shot his head back and like went on his knees but like he didn't he wasn't trying to hit because imagine if, imagine if perry just beat the shit out of him well this is what like the <laughs> issue is right because they talk about it too where um they talk about like disallowed goals. It's like if you want to know whether or not there was actually any goaltender interference, look at the goalie. And, and the same thing, if you want to know if Leafs players thought it was intentional, think about their reaction after the hit. No one came after Perry. It didn't cause no, a yeah. line brawl. Like it did. Hey, that's the name of the show. It didn't cause. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it <Bing>. didn't. <laughs> it didn't cause like anything, right? Like they really were just kind of like, well, I mean, yeah, no, we saw exactly what happened. It was an unavoidable situation, and. Now we're just concerned about our captain, right? Like, they had no ice for retribution at that point. Matthews was about to cry. He was like, oh, my captain. (laughs) 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 Oh, no. (laughs) That's the best best support that you're going to get from a Habs fan, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They are just dominating us. So, yeah, if that makes you feel any better, it's like, well, I mean, yeah. this is like, this is the only win he's got is like <laughs> your captain having a serious medical injury. Uh, oh, man. Well, yeah. Okay, well, uh, Oilers suck. Habs suck. Who else sucks? Um, any other American games that you've really been paying attention to a whole lot? No, but I'm, I'm really excited about the uh, Florida. I try to watch the Florida 
Tampa one as much as possible. But Vegas, Minnesota, haven't caught any of it, to be honest. Yeah, it's uh, a whatever. Boston, Boston, Washington, I watched early, but then didn't watch the last game, which is, uh, that surprised me, the the 4-1 and out. I thought that was going to go wow. 7. Right? Yeah we, yeah, we we called that a coin toss right out of the gate, right? I mean, I mean, I don't know, man. It's Boston, man. They always seem to find another gear in the playoffs. Dude, they have so many. Oh, like, I wish we had one of, like, their reliable players. Like, Bergeron, Past- Pasternak always scores. Pasternak? He, can't, he just look, can't not score. Pasternak would, would look, look great in the Habs jersey. Oh, my God. Just impossible. We can't. We just can't get those players. We never, we haven't had one since Vietnam, if I, my memory serves me. Since Kovalev. Yeah, but he didn't. <laughs> I mean, Pasternak's a better, is more, is a more oh, effective player than yeah, Kovalev. for sure. Yeah. I don't know if he's better, but he's definitely a more effective player in terms of getting your team a win. But this is what you need to talk about, right? Because it's about like finding friends. I think we talked about it last week. But if I was, yeah, if I was a French Canadian NHL player, I wouldn't touch the Habs with a ten foot pole. Why would I ever go there? You, yeah. Like, do you think Habs fans are just like, oh, cool, you're playing for us now, so now we're gonna like you? No, they're gonna hate you ten times more. Do you think they protect Jonathan Druin at the expansion? Hmm. I wouldn't. I don't think I would either. I think that would be nice if someone took him off the hands. I think everyone, everyone thinks that the, they're going to take Jake Allen, and that would be... I feel like people were saying that the second he signed, they were like, yeah, but Seattle's going to take him, which is Just weird. Same like, thing with Vancouver with Braden Holtby, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would, I would really like to get him and his cap off the team. He's kind of useless. I mean, I hope he's doing well in his... What's what's it called? It's leave of absence. Yeah, I think it's just I don't we know obviously no one knows what it is and it's obviously being handled internally, but yeah, yeah. it's uh yeah I I mean maybe he does just need a fresh start and <laughs> I mean the, I think it's another issue where it's just like I don't think they just want to give him up because it's just like well now what do we have for Mikhail Sergachev? Nothing, dude. I literally I watched Sergachev oh, play. Oh man, he's six foot four he's like the one of the biggest guys on the ice he's huge how do you get rid of that <laughs> and he can even skate in top four i feel like it's crazy. he's huge and can skate like how do you possibly get rid of that for some fucking little french bastard <laughs> well that's exactly it right like and it, that's what i mean think about like no one actually like every there's so many people like the same people who want montreal canadians full of french players are the same people who will, like, kill a French NHLer if they make a... Like, do you guys... Do you yeah, Patrice, exactly. Patrice, do you remember Patrice Brisebois at all? you remember Brisebois? Yeah, of course. Brisebois, yeah. Yeah, he got murdered in this city. I'm looking up the Tampa lineup because I'm so curious to see where Sergachev falls in that core because, man, oh, man. That would be interesting. See what I got here. Yeah. Like, Sergachev's not even in their top four. He had, their... he had like thirty he had like thirty something points in fifty games though this year. Like he he's he's a great player and he's playing a big role on a good team. And we traded him for nothing. Isn't that crazy? Like the so Tampa Bay's five six D men are Mikhail Sergachev and David Savard. 
Yeah, I don't know much about Savard. Who's, the, who's there? They, they picked him up from the Blue Jackets in the deadline. Yeah, like, yeah, I know that. Um, who's their Who's their three four? Uh, Ryan McDonough and Eric Cernak. Yeah, McDonough's lost a step, but it doesn't seem to affect his play that much. Uh, Hedman's the best defenseman in the world. Yeah, well, they they have a guy named top Yan, five player. They have a guy named Yan Rutta playing with uh, Victor Hedman, and I'm pretty sure. Obviously, he's probably a capable defenseman, but at the same time, it's probably whatever defenseman Victor Hedman wants to play with is the number two. No, exactly. Just at that point, it's just whoever compliments him the best. It's not necessarily like the one yeah. or two are the two best players. It's like how Victor Mete used to play with yeah. Shea Weber for the whole season. He's the Chris Kunitz of the Tampa Bay decor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a what a nice ride he got. He was like, hey, I can go to the Olympics. Crosby's like, yeah, yeah. No, he has to come with Yeah, me. no, I'll get you. No, he's got to come to the Olympics with me. <laughs> like, are you sure? You can play with a lot of really good players. He's like, and, no. and sorry, you I want, want us... I want Kunitz. You want us to put him on the first line wing? Like, <laughs> yep, right next to me the whole time. Yep. Was that the think... Iggy? Was that Iggy on the right? Or was that a year? No, that was 2010. Yeah, okay. Uh, I can't wait until just, like, you know, Connor McDavid is just like, I want I want Cassian as my Olympic line mate. Sort of <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Fuck, man. They literally have Cassian playing, eating up so many minutes, and, they, and they're like, what? We, we have depth? We have Zach yeah, Cassian? And they try to do that all the time, like, oh, let's put two skilled players with, like, you know, a power Lou forward. Cheech. Yeah, Lou Cheech. Just uh, two, two skilled player with Pat Maroon. Pat Maroon did have, like, 27 tucks with that team, though. I mean, Pat Maroon, like, has won two straight cups with two different teams. He's, He's going back-to-back, well back, baby. Yeah. He might be going back-to-back-to-back. <laughs> to back to back. He's got a flow now playing in Tampa, just having a good time. Like, I would not be surprised at all if they won it again this year. Oh, God, they're the so good. The only thing I pray for is that Toronto doesn't win. Please, God. Please, God, I don't want Toronto to win. <laughs> but uh, what do you think? Do you think a prayer is a good end note? Yeah, um... Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, our Father art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I went to Catholic school. <laughs> um, no, seriously, I would do a lot to make sure they don't win. Got well, anything else, Chris? No, I mean, just, I guess we have to wait for a little bit and see if uh, the Lord and Savior responds to your prayers. He walks with me through sunshine and darkness. He's my everything. Chris, who would win in a fight between me and you? Oh, I'd kick your ass, probably. Okay, I just wanted to see what you thought about that, because that's not true. <laughs> okay, well, that's a good spot to end it. Um, Habs are fucked. There is no God. Toronto's going to win the cup. Fuck me. Follow us on TikTok. <laughs> Follow us on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> that's at Line Brawl Pod on TikTok, baby. And, um, uh... We'll be back here. Yeah, we'll be back. We don't we don't actually move. We just stay here waiting for the next time we call each other. Yeah. We do nothing with our lives other than this. I have a very comfortable bench. So (laughs) it's good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, well uh see you on the flip side. Catch you on the flippity flip. Have a good day everybody. Bye. Bye.